the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes in the Persian Empire. He receives word that the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down. Now, when the walls of a city are torn down, the city is completely vulnerable to whatever enemy would seek to, to overtake it. I mean, can you imagine a city that has no walls? It has no protection. It also has no boundary markers. You don't know who's in and you don't know who's out. Sometimes the church is like that, isn't it? No walls. I don't know if you're in or out. You say, well, I'm standing on the fence. There is no fence. Nehemiah heard that the walls had been torn down, and so he sat and he mourned, and he lamented before the Lord, and then he stood before the king, and the king looked at his face and said, Nehemiah, you've never been sad in my presence. You've got to understand it's very dangerous to be sad in the presence of a king in those days. The king could kill you for messing up his mood, looking sad in his presence. He could say, take his head off. He's frowning. So he said he was, with fear and trembling, he allowed himself to be sad in the presence of the king. The king said, Nehemiah, why is your face downcast? Why do you look sad? You've never been sad in my presence before. He said, then I prayed to the Lord my God. How many know sometimes you've got to pray quick? He didn't have time to fast and pray over that one. He said, then I prayed to the Lord my God and said, O king, why shouldn't I be sad when my city has been torn down, the gates have been burned to the ground, and it's, they're left in ruins? The king said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to go back and rebuild the city. The king said, when do you want to leave and how long will you be gone? He said, I saw that I'd found favor with the king, so I set a time. And then he got bold. He said, king, could you please write me a letter so that the people in the trans-Euphrates region would give me safe passage and not harm me? The king said, sure, I'll do that. And he thought, hmm, king, could you write me another letter so that the, the keeper of the royal forest will cut down timber so I'll have all the wood I need for the project? king said, sure. So the king gave him all the time, gave him all the authority, and gave him all the resources, and he goes to Jerusalem. And when he comes into Jerusalem, he sees the walls torn down, burned to the ground. The city is vulnerable. The people have lost hope. They've lost heart. At night, he gets on his horse, and he goes all the way around the city wall, just looking at it. He wants to survey the damage. Then the next day, he gathers all the elders together. He says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to rebuild this wall. Now, you got to understand, a lot of people were happy that Israel's walls had been torn down because Israel had, had enemies on every side. Notice nobody was attacking while the walls were torn down. The enemy just wants to see you defeated. You know, sometimes feeling defeated in your heart is safe. It keeps you from the attack of the enemy because if the enemy sees that you've already defeated yourself, he doesn't have to defeat you. He just wants you defeated. And Nehemiah said, let's start building these walls. And he said, I've got, I've got authority from the king. I've got resources from the king. And I've got all of the time that I need from the king. The king has given me the time, the resources, and the authorities to build the wall. And I want you to know that the king of kings and lord of lords has given you the time, the resources, and the authority to rebuild the wall around your heart. Now watch this. I love chapter 3 because it talks about how he sent out the elders of Israel in every direction around the city to build the walls and it says the first clan started rebuilding the sheep gate he started with the sheep gate second was the fish gate and then the fountain gate the sheep gate was the place where all the sheep came in all the shepherds when a shepherd came into the city of Jerusalem they came through the sheep gate first thing we want is the shepherds 
And then they opened up the fish gate. That's where the big fish market was. And then they opened up the, the, the dung gate. And it's funny, in your NIV study Bible, it doesn't give you any explanation of the dung gate because it's obvious. They didn't have no plumbing system. It had to go somewhere. Sometimes you've got to take your stuff and throw it out the dung gate. Hello? That's about repentance. And after that, the fountain gate. Then the Holy Spirit comes like a fountain and just begins to wash. They're rebuilding each of this, these gates and they're going in every direction. And it talks about how the men of Israel were building zealously. You know, when you start building what God has called you to build, when, you start, when, when God starts his building project in your heart, the enemy doesn't like it. He doesn't just stand by and watch it. But he can't stop it either. So what he does is tries to convince you that he can stop it. And he uses threats and intimidation. Now there were these two characters by the name of Sanballat and Tobiah. We see this in chapter 6. Here's what they did. They sent a message to Nehemiah and they said, Come down and talk to us in the Valley of Ono. Because we've heard that you're rebuilding the city and proclaiming yourself king and that you're going to rebel against the empire. That's what we heard. And this will be reported to the king. So come down and talk to us in the valley of Ono. And it says they were planning on harming him. So now if you're Nehemiah and you're a right-minded individual, you might be thinking, you know, I need to go down and talk to these guys. You know, they think I'm doing something I'm not doing. You ever feel like there's just been a misunderstanding and I just need to go, under, I just need to go ex sit down with some folks and explain to them what I'm doing so that there will be understanding? Can I tell you that the devil is not one of those people? He will never understand you. Nehemiah knew that all they wanted to do was quarrel with him and fight with him and attack him and harm him. And he says, I'm not stopping the work to go down to the valley of Ono. Oh, no. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, no. I'm not going down to the valley of Ono. And this is what Nehemiah said. He said, I'm doing a good work and I can't come down. You hear that? The NIV says, I'm carrying on a great project so that I cannot come down. I'm in a high place doing a good work, and I can't come down to the low place and quarrel with you and wrestle with you. You know, a lot of us here, we feel like we're struggling. May I suggest to you that you can only struggle with the devil if he convinces you to come down into the valley of Ono and struggle with him? So well, I'm wrestling with the devil. Well, you had to come down from your high place. You had to stop doing a good work. You had to turn your back on the project the Lord gave you in order to quarrel with the devil. So stop quarreling with the devil in the valley of Ono and go back up to the mountain and build the wall. What I'm talking about is taking authority over your mind. The devil wants to pull you down into the valley of Ono and have you wrestling with all kinds of thoughts. Well, maybe God hasn't called me. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe I've sinned against God. Maybe God's mad at me. Maybe nobody at church likes me. Maybe everybody's against me. Maybe I don't have a place in the house of God. Maybe I'm not a son in the house. Maybe I just wrestle, 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 and you're in the valley of Ono, and you don't. And Nehemiah knew that if I allow myself to be pulled down into the valley of Ono, I ain't coming out of that valley. One trip and they are going to attack me in the valley. They're not going to reason with me. How many know that when you start arguing with the devil, you never win that argument? 
Somebody here has been arguing with the devil for years. The same argument. He's holding you captive in the valley of Ono. I want you to know tonight that there's authority to break free from that battle. And you're crying out for God to give you victory in the battle. And God's calling you to get out of the battle. He's not calling you to win it. The Spirit of the Lord did not come upon Nehemiah to go down in the valley and win victory in the valley of Ono. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him to stand on the mountain and build the wall. And when the threats came and the intimidation came, and it says they sent that messenger four times. Come down. Come into the valley of Ono. Come talk to us in the valley of Ono. Finally, they sent a a sealed letter, an official letter saying, we're going to attack you and kill all of you. Nehemiah said, we're going to keep working. We're just going to hold the sword in one hand and hold the tools in the other. (laughs) We're not going to stop working. And by the way, we're going in shifts now. Half of you are going to work. The other half are going to stand with the sword like this. I'll cut somebody. But we're not stopping the work. The work will not stop. The work is too important. We cannot stop the work. We can't come down into the valley of Ono because what we're building is too important. And listen, whenever you set your heart to do the work of the Lord, there's a legion of demons, a legion of Sanballats and Tobias that are intent upon pulling you down into the valley of Ono to wrestle with your family, to wrestle with your finances, to wrestle with your job, to wrestle with your education, to wrestle with foolishness, to wrestle with sin issues, to wrestle with addiction, to wrestle with your mama them, your daddy them, your kids and your wife and your baby them. You just got to make up your mind. Nothing is stopping the work on the mountain. I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. I'm going to live at a high place. Do you know that the scripture says that you have been seated in heavenly places far above all power and principality and dominion and might in every name that is named, both in this age and that which is to come? You have been seated with Christ far above everything that you think you're living under. So that you think you stand under something. Oh, God, set me free from this. And God says, open your eyes. You're above it. You have authority over it already. You are enthroned above it. It's under your feet already. You're looking up at that which is under you. And it's only because you're upside down in your thinking. Oh, that was good. I got, I got to give myself an offering for that one. If you were standing upside down, you'd think the ground was above you. You're upside down in your thinking, and so you think it's above you, but it's under your feet. I'm here to tell you it's under your feet. It's under your feet. It's under your feet. Stand up on your feet right now. Stand up and just lift up your hands to heaven. I want you to make a decision right now. I am not going down into the valley of Ono anymore. I'm not going down. I'm not going down into the valley where it looks like I'm in bondage. If you think you're in bondage to something, you've gone down into the valley of Ono. If you think something has power over you, you're down in the valley of Ono. If you think you're in a wrestling match with the devil, you are down in the valley of Ono. I want you to know that God has not destined you for the valley of Ono. He has not called you to fight it out in the Valley of Ono. He's called you to build the wall on the mountain. The work is too great. 
I want you to lift up your hands and just begin to declare, I am not coming down. I am not coming down. You tell that power of the devil, I'm not wrestling with you anymore. It's done. Stop crying out to God for victory over it when you already are victorious. Jesus is the victory. He already triumphed over it and made a public spectacle of it. You are more than conquerors through him who loved you. Come on, lift up your hands. Declare it right now. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to build the wall. I'm not going down into the valley of Ono. Now give God a shout of praise. If you feel anything less than absolutely victorious, you're in denial. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you feel anything less than absolutely victorious, you're deceived. You know why? Because the cross of Jesus Christ, coupled with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, means you're doing pretty good. Amen. Amen. Get right side up in your thinking. Let that be the default setting of your mind. Some of us, the default, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the default setting of your mind? You wake up believing it. You know there are beliefs that you have that are unconscious. Those are your real beliefs. So I believe God is in control and then something happens. Oh, Lord! Your default setting just kicked in. That default setting does not believe that God is in control. It believes everything is out of control. And sometimes we say the same thing. In the, I, know, I know God is in control, but everything's out of control. You know what God wants to do? He wants to change your default setting. That you wake up in the morning just believing, I am on the throne. I just woke up on the throne. You ever wake up in the morning feeling like you've got to get in the presence of God? You're already on the throne. I want you to wake up in the morning and go, hey, Jesus, good morning. <laughs> Father, Holy Spirit, angels, my dog. You know what revelation is? When your eyes open to what was true before God showed it to you. When your eyes open to what was already true before God showed it to you. That you are more than conquerors because Jesus already loved you 2,000 years ago. You've been a conqueror for more than 2,000 years. Amen. 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 Father, I just speak your blessing over, oh, this offering. <laughs> you may take your seat as the ushers come forward. Give. And it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Father, bless this offering. I almost said make it a nourishment to our bodies, but... <laughs> you ever get confused? <laughs> uh, I got to get out.